Welcome to the Brews Room on St. Brewis Radio, a weekly discussion of craft beer trends, culture, and brewing. Come join Jeff Britton, owner of Exit 6 in Cottleville, his brewmaster, Justin Helm, Kyle Dent, the owner of Shamrock's Pub and Grill in St. Charles, and beer enthusiast, Mark Armenio. The Brews Room, alcohol by volume. Hey guys, welcome back to the Brews Room. Kyle uh, is not with us this week. A little, you're, you're a little too much. It's a little too much. I'm sorry. Kyle is out with an ulcer. So he has apparently he was in Vegas. He got herpes. He had a herpes flare up. That's what I heard. He's not with us. He is not. I mean, he's not dead. Oh, he's not. No. Oh, I thought he died. No, I said he was dead to us. Oh, he's not that's why I was keeping it so dead. somber. No, no, no. This, oh. We just look. He, oh, well, then who gives a shit? So the guy got herpes. <laughs> Kyle, I didn't Kyle know he was going to be back next week. I thought he died. Kyle told us that he has stomach herpes, and as a result, can no longer drink or eat spicy foods. And so we decided, in solidarity with him, to have a very bland show. Nothing spicy, nothing hot, nothing that will upset your peptic ulcers, nothing that will rupture the gigantic herpes tumor in his stomach lining. We had to cancel our special guest tonight. Uh, Rosie Perez was going to be on, uh, but apparently she's too spicy. (laughs) So she can't make it. Uh, I called her. I said, Rosie, sorry. Uh, she we said had to... good that she needed the extra hours at Lowe's, so that's... <laughs> oh, inside or outdoors? I don't know. I don't work there. <laughs> this episode was going to be brought to you by Flaming Hot Cheetos, but we had to drop that sponsorship as well. <laughs> We're now brought to you by Wet Ones. <laughs> is, that what, is that what herpes does? It makes you leak a little bit? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I've never had herpes. They never started. taught you in, in elementary school like what the S- STDs actually yeah. did, right? right. Like, no, just, they just said what you could get, but they never said how bad they were. Like, I think herpes it just burns. Bad. I think it just burns. Like, like just when it, you're peeing? All of them. They all just burn them. when you pee? Uh-huh. I mean, that doesn't sound oh, man. good. man. I burn when I pee. Sorry, Otto. You have AIDS. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I'm pretty sure any STD, it just burns when he pees. And that's what he said. Like, on the second day there, he started to burn. And, uh, yeah, herpes. I thought he was just at the pool and got sunburned. No, no, no. he didn't go to the pool. Okay. Yeah. The pool's closed. Yeah. Oh, because of all the herpes. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> There's just herpes floating around in the pool. <laughs> it's like the Bellagio fountain. It's just streams of herpes jumping in. One of them's in. herpes. One of them's chlamydia. It's just... Come back at midnight. We got the gonorrhea show. I don't know why, but I'm... You said herpes diving. I'm thinking of little shrimp like jumping through the air, and then I, that led me to think of crabs. Crabs, yeah. That's you know, I, I, don't, I don't know why I picked a shrimp to be herpes, but <laughs> what if they were like were like poplars from uh, Futurama? Futurama, and they had like a sentience about them. What is a poplar from Futurama? <laughs> I've seen a little bit of Futurama. I don't. It was know like a delicious. They, they, <laughs> it was like a delicious snack food. They were supposed to be like chicken poppers. They thought they were like like shrimp almost. It was like oh, yeah, this. Shrimp, yeah. It turns out they were like the babies of this giant alien creature or whatever yeah. and they actually like have some sentience and were like domesticated like please don't eat me kind yeah of a basically thing? gotcha all right uh and they were real cute and does your herpes talk around. to you jay is that what's your, that's what your well, i don't know if person? i have herpes that's what i said i never i never got the Who's uh, education can we where the voice is coming from? Well, yeah. does it burn when you places? pee sometimes well then you might you should go get checked okay does it burn when lynn pees uh no her pee is pretty cool all right then you're probably fine because I think if you'd had it, you'd have given it to her by now. Speaking of the Bellagio Fountains. <laughs> <laughs> She's a bit of a squirter. <laughs> oh. 
That's a good start to the show. Yeah. That's a very good, very good start to the show. So in honor of having herpes, uh, we decided to do a very plain, flavorless lineup for Kyle's honor. In Kyle's honor. Nothing offensive. Nothing even all that good. I'm not even excited about drinking them. We're going to. I mean, yeah, I know we're going to, but I went to uh, Shop and Save. These are Shop and Save Mix of Six. (laughs) Save Mix of Six. Mix of Six special. Uh, $8.94. By the way, uh, it's a pretty good deal actually for a six pack. No, and there really was is. some decent beers on there. You could have got a six pack of Hop Stupid for less than nine dollars, which I think is a pretty solid deal. Um, they had so this costs the same as a six pack of Hop Stupid. No, Hop Stupid was on the mix of six. Oh no shit! Yeah. So wow. it, uh, actually, it was like eight fifty four. I think I paid nine and a quarter after taxes. Like eight fifty four for a mix of six, and they had some decent beers on there. Uh, I didn't go for any of those. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, man, and I will tell you, though, about 70% of the shelf I could have pulled and brought in for this. Like, I struggled at the end to decide what six I wanted to settle on. It, oh, yeah. It was just so many boring fucking beers. Shit. Like, I tried to get all different styles, and I realized I screwed up, and I think there's two lagers in here. I actually kind of like that, because that's as bland as you can get. Like, There is absolutely two, yeah. because they've got the Guinness Blonde Lager, and then you got the Polliner. Oh, then there's three. Is one of those Liney Kugels a... Uh, I can't tell what anchor steam that is. Anniversary either. lager from a Liney Kugel. And then there's Canoe Paddler, which I believe is a lager also. Oh, I think you're right. <laughs> I thought the Guinness... So we've got at least four. What's the, uh, what's the anchor steam? Anchor steam. Oh, it's their steam? steam so beer. that's kind of a <laughs> it's lager. It's anchor brewing. It steam is... Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a darker lager. And then to uh, set it off a little bit different, we're going to finish on what I'm going to guess is our high note for the night uh, is Sam Adams Cream Stout. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, yeah. I got that because it, I'm sure Cream Stout's got lactose, and I thought Pepto-Bismol, the lactose, is good for the ulcer, so I don't know. <laughs> I, had a whole, I had a whole like epiphany-type oh. thing when I was standing in front of these I've beers. never smelled a skunked Guinness. <laughs> is this a blonde lager? I thought it was a blonde ale is why I picked it up. No, I think it's a blonde lager. It says right oh. there. Blonde lager. Man, I didn't pay that close of attention. That's I was too why, busy why would you? <laughs> focusing on my herpes. It, this is a brown bottle Guinness that is skunked to high hell. There was a lot of green bottles, and I, I just couldn't bring myself to buy any of them, even though we were going for flavorless. But I think, I think that's actually too much flavor if you get the green bottle. I tell you, you smell this, you're going to think it was in a green bottle. Man. Oof, yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> Fuck you, Kyle, for making us do this, by the way. <laughs> you and your stupid herpes. <laughs> At least we got Natty Light. Mm, man, that is that is a that, that's a treat. I haven't tried it yet. That, uh, uh, speaking of real I, treats, I get though, fruit out of it. Actually, I, I do. I get a lot of fruit. I get rotten peaches. Fruitiness. I do actually get some fruit. Randomly on the honey, yeah, maybe that's it. Oh, maybe yeah, honey and bubblegum and skunk. Has Guinness done anything that's not a stout that's been good? No, no. Did you ever have the IPA, the nitro IPA they did? No, I've never had it either because it's a nitro IPA. Mark, man, this is awful. I don't think so. I was trying to remember. I'm just this is this is really bad. Uh, speaking of things that aren't bad, though, uh, Jeff had a good friend who dropped off a bottle of whiskey. We should probably talk about. 
Yeah. Because if we're going to talk about it, I want to pour myself some. Yeah, yeah get some because I, so, I don't have any. We'll, we'll start it off real quick. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Greg, he just moved to uh, Atlanta, unfortunately, but he was up this weekend finishing up some packing, and uh, he was nice enough to bring a bottle up to the brewery for us tonight. This is a whiskey distilled from an Excel Riz. So I guess they have a couple, or at least one guy they know that works at Excel Brewing up in uh, Illinois. And they had a Riz that they were barrel aging in rum barrels that went sour, which can happen when you're barrel aging. Shit happens. And so um, he said, well, don't dump it. Save us 10 gallons or whatever, 20 gallons, whatever it was they had. And uh, they were like, we're going to try to make a whiskey out of it and see what happens. And this is the end result. They saved them a lot because they got 10 gallons of whiskey. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. They might have took the whole barrel then. Yeah. Because he put uh, five gallons into a new charred oak barrel and five gallons into a charred oak barrel that they had had a rye beer aged in yes. first. And it ended up with this. And I think it's incredible. It's, it's really, really difficult to describe. It's got so much flavor and so many varying flavors. And every time I've had a sip of it, it changes slightly. It's, it's difficult kind of to pin down. Um, it's the most unique and, and God, I don't even know the word to use outside of unique whiskey that I've ever had. For me, it's it's the it's kind of like trying to find the twenty three flavors of Dr Pepper. It is the most flavorful <laughs> whiskey, and I, I, I'm not saying it's necessarily the best or even taste the best, but it has so many different flavors that I keep picking up on. Yeah, every and time you drink it, you taste something new, and as it lingers in your mouth, like it just it, it changes. I said the first sip I had was super chocolate forward. After I swallowed, I just tasted chocolate. And then over the next 30 seconds to a minute, my mouth started to taste like other flavors, too. Caramel and toffee and vanilla, and it's crazy. I think it starts vanilla, moves into chocolate, and then after it's gone, it turns into that caramel, toffee. It almost swells in your mouth even though it's gone. Yeah. It's, I don't even know how to describe it, it's, but like it feels like it's expanding in my mouth even yes. though I've already swallowed it. I compl- it's, it's very difficult to describe because it's unlike anything I've, I've I, that I can remember having. Yeah. So I poured this about 15, 20 minutes ago, and it's just sitting. The aroma on it is fucking awesome. Like, when you first smell it right out of the bottle, or right when you pour it, you know, it's kind of fusily. Like you yeah, it smells a little hot. I just poured this one, so. Uh, smell mine and compare yeah. it to yours. It yeah. smells like Hershey's syrup. Oh, wow. There's no... So, look, just... <laughs> yeah, so Justin's this not is, smelling, This is but... great radio, I understand, no, but... No, no, but I, I'm interested to do this, too. That smells hot to me. Yeah. I mean, 10 or 15 minutes, like you said, we pour this, and we've just begun kind of ramping up to the show. It's really interesting how much it's opened up. and it's, I kind of want to dr- drop just a touch of water in here and see, just what, see what happens. Just see what happens, yeah. We got some more. We might do that later. Put your yeah. penis back. That's not water. Oh. <laughs> it's Good thing this is radio. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now <laughs> you and Kyle <laughs> both have it. <laughs> this is... They, are, they the, always did. The best home distilled whiskey I've had. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's certainly I, in the running. I don't know if it's best. It's my favorite. Okay, yeah. It, I think I have had is, some best some better tasting whiskey. Yes. I enjoy this more just because of the unique and the complexity. That's Com- not the complexity. word. Complexity. 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 Yeah. Thank you. You just made that word more complex by <laughs> adding some extra syllables. <laughs> uh, just because of the complexity mm. of it. I, uh, I was telling these guys, so we Last year for book club Christmas, we got together and we always just Damn. 
cook food and drink a shitload of stuff. And one of our buddies brought a bottle of Bird Dog chocolate whiskey over, uh, which was terrible. This should have been in that bottle. This is chocolatey without being coinly sweet. You know, it doesn't still, taste like fake chocolate. Yeah, it still has. It's whiskey and tastes like real chocolate and whiskey, not whatever bullshit they put in that bottle. You know how if you dog. drink a, a stout that doesn't have chocolate in it but still tastes like chocolate? Yeah. That's what you get out of this whiskey. Yes. It tastes like chocolate even though it doesn't have chocolate in it. You can tell that it was made from a stout. It's and so, so many, bizarre. So many times when cool. I have chocolate in things, it gets bitter, and this never does. It's got that milk chocolatey. It doesn't have the bitterness of like a dark chocolate yeah. at all. Yeah. It's milk chocolate. Yeah, it's which it it just this reminds me of like my grandparents used to have these these candies at Christmas that were it was like chocolate with kind of that syrupy liqueur in the middle of mm-hmm. it. I don't remember what this this is what it reminds me of. It's like is in it a Whitman it? sampler or I I don't uh, I Lynn's don't know. grandparents used to make rum balls or whiskey balls and they were chocolate with like whiskey inside of them. I, that's I bet exactly what this tastes that's, like. That's yeah. And she always tells me she remembers like Getting into one like when she was real little and thinking it was the most disgusting thing ever. I uh, I really like you know, any more of those. I want to try one. <laughs> well, her grandparents are dead, so no. Did they save any? Uh, no, we buried them all with them. Fucking selfish. <laughs> and the recipe, it's gone forever. Selfish. <laughs> <laughs> you go dig them up and find the recipe <laughs> card. <laughs> we laminated it so it would last forever. Paper would have been gone in a matter of days. So yeah, probably yeah. yeah. What Mark looks? Uh, nope. Just uh, thinking about digging up de- Lynn's dead grandparents <laughs> to get a recipe for rum balls. We can probably get online, but whiskey wait, balls. We whiskey balls. Whiskey balls. You can get recipes online. <laughs> Where were you going to go to look up instructions for grave robbing? God damn! I don't know. Anarchist cookbook. Like <laughs> anarchist cookbook. Ooh. Oh, I forgot about that. Do you have a copy of the anarchist cookbook? Um, no, but I definitely had read some of it when I was in high school. Um, there was a Do you know what the anarchist cookbook issue? Okay, so funny story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in grade school, did you guys have the uh, the book fair? Yeah. All right. When I was oh, in yeah. grade school, I went to a Catholic grade school down in downtown St. Charles. We had the uh, the book fair come through, and one of my friends bought the anarchist cookbook at the book fair <laughs> in our Catholic grade school. He was going around class. Holy. Shit, do you see this? Look at what you can read in there. Uh, the, the teacher found that. He lost his copy, and all copies at the book fair were then pulled, and I was never able to actually read it or own it. No. We had a copy that floated around high school, uh, <coughs> just like a printed copy somebody had printed off the internet yeah. when you could still get it. Right. Uh, you can't, it's not on there anymore. Well, I'm sure you could find it, but m- uh, the majority of places that would host that have what taken was, it down. I, like, I, I, I knew so, about it, but I, I mean, I knew there was... I actually like, just read an article about the guy who wrote it not that long ago. No, he, he hates it. Yeah, he was, like, super upset that he, you know, upset himself that he ever let it out. He was, like, a Marine or something, and it was basically a lot of, like, if you got stranded somewhere, here's how you could get out of situations and create weapons and, and why bombs. Did he call Dynamite. The, and, why did he call the Anarchist Cookbook? I don't remember. They, I mean, I'm just saying, that sounds great, like, but that sounds like... Remember when... Uh, there was a series of books that came out that was like, how does the survivability got like it taught you? There were little yellow books. They we were, have one. Yeah. Remember, we, we talked about this and I bought one the next day. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah. over there on the yeah. shelf. Yeah, but it taught you basically, like, if an elevator goes out, like, how to try to survive that. Like, how to try... That and survive a bear attack. And, and how to get in a sword fight. <laughs> but yeah. I just, like, fine, name it that. But if you name it the Anarchist Cookbook, I'm not entirely sure you can be upset if people take it as that. Yeah. I, but I never saw... But it was... Didn't it have, like, lock picking and stuff? I mean, it had all sorts of... Lock picking, drug making. I think it just got added on... I, Oh, did it? I don't know. I think he wrote a manual, and then other people just kind of added on to oh, this maybe. book, okay. and it became like this living book almost, right? And you could learn how to make LSD and how to pick locks and how to make bombs out of things you have in your garage, stuff yeah. like that. So apparently it's really hard to find now. I would figure it had been real easy with the age of the internet. I've never actually tried because I don't want to be on that watch list, yeah. but... Well, I I mean, you can get anything on that. It's, if yeah. you look hard enough. But sure. I think if you're All you average, gotta do is go to the dark web. Yeah. You just download that app and go to the dark web. You can <laughs> the, find it. The dark, and, web, dark web app, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think your average... Darkweb.com like, slash anarchist cookbook, I would guess, would take you right to it. That's a good chance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think your normal average, like, middle school age kids can be able to find it now, which I think was the whole point is that... <laughs> I'm going to guess you're wrong. Did you just find a copy? No, I haven't because I don't. I mean, do you yeah, think, you're on my Wi-Fi. I don't want you looking for it either. Do you think? Uh, yeah, but he's okay to download Edward Penis Hands on my right. Wi-Fi and give me a <laughs> give me a uh, fine from Charter. Uh, Did you ever pay that? Fuck no. Okay, good. It wasn't actually from Charter. It was from the movie company. Oh, who and owns it, the rights to Edward Penis Hands? I don't remember. Uh, oh God, I want them to have like man. a great, you know, like it a, wasn't like a good name. It was yeah. just like. Excellent productions, or something like that, you know, like totally innocuous. Um, but it was excellent with three X's. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of <Duh>. course. <laughs> and it's just in the background, it's a logo of gonorrhea shrimp. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so, this uh, Guinness is really bad. I just, I I just yeah. chugged it. Yep. yep. Mark had a uh, pivoting, pivoting subjects now. Mark, you had a pretty interesting weekend. I did have a pretty interesting weekend. Wow. For the first time in a long time, neither one of us did. So Yeah. <laughs> so I, I went to uh, Cleveland this weekend, and I went to a wedding. Uh, the wedding was held in a cemetery. Uh, it was a cemetery for uh, soldiers who had died in the Spanish-American War. Like, you walked into the cemetery, and there was a giant cannon out front that said, hey, remembering the people who died in the Spanish-American War. And so there was a chapel which held maybe, maybe 30 people, uh, and they got married in there in the middle of a cemetery. I'm just picturing the little uh, gonorrhea shrimp with a sombrero and a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So the bride uh, wore a black spiderweb dress uh, and held a bouquet of dead flowers uh, as they got married. They had two readings, uh, and I put that in quotes a little bit because they were readings from sci-fi novels. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then as they exited, there were bagpipes because... That fit with the theme. Uh, so they, they came out to bagpipes, and we all waved black streamers as they exited to uh, the hearse they used as a, as a car. And uh, I don't think this was planned. It wasn't like at some weddings, you know how they release doves and stuff? But there were probably 50 to 100 black crows overhead just cawing the entire time. Uh, so then we went to the theater uh, where they had the reception, uh, and it was just like an old stage theater, right? And so that meant there were no tables or anything. So when we ate, we had to eat in the rows of the theaters, just kind of on our laps. Uh, there were a couple people in costumes. One, came, uh, one guy came dressed as the Phantom of the Opera. 
One guy went to Goodwill and bought a, bought a suit and splattered blood all over it. Um, why? Yeah, I'm... For all of it, why? I, I do, I'm going to guess this is more her influence than his. He was, always a, he was always kind of a... He was a guy who was very into, into movies, especially kind of horror movies and things like that. But this was a straight-up kind of goth thing, so I'm going to guess that was a little more her influence than it was his. But it perfectly fit with both of them. Like, it really was kind of an awesome thing for them. Okay. I asked him if, like, the family looked, like, if everyone knew that this was coming or they showed up, you know, yeah. oh, what no, they, they thought knew. was going to be a normal wedding, and then that shit happens. I said, right. They start reading from Dune or, uh, yeah. what did you say, it was Space Jammers or Star Jammers? Star Jammers. Uh, Space Jam would have been great, though. Yeah. <laughs> and thus, the bunny dumped from the three-point line. <laughs> I believe I can touch the sky. <laughs> and then Bill Murray walks in. Perhaps I can be some assistance. Um, yeah, so it was, I, let me ask you, like, if you were going to completely throw out any tradition, if you were going to get married again or now, I mean, what, would, what quirky things would you have at your wedding? If you could do whatever you wanted to make it personal for you. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. I yes. wouldn't be there. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't no. do it is the answer. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to marry her. You don't have to marry she who was with shell that name on the... Uh, Instead Which, of a unity candle, we both just like put our arms around each other's and shotgun a beer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we do the ghost face challenge like, like at the altar. <laughs> Instead of releasing doves, doves, you just throw the little chlamydia shrimp with the sombreros up in the air. I wanted to have like kind of a traditional wedding though Instead when I got throwing married. Throwing rice, you throw cocoa puffs. That'd have been fun. <laughs> During your vows, she's just jacking you off with a flashlight. Just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and my buddy. So, <laughs> I, so I had two friends there, and one of my friends was... Uh, she wasn't feeling well. She got sick, and so I let her go to the hotel room. I let her go back to my hotel room. And, oh, yeah. 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 And um, then you gave her the shrimp. And then I <laughs> did not. Uh, so she just went to lay down for a little bit, and... Uh, when my, her husband walked her back, and when he got back, he said, oh, you know, she, uh, she made herself right at home. She's laying down in your bed, and I hope you don't mind, but she unplugged, uh, you know, she found your cell phone charger. And I was like, oh, that, I was joking. I was like, oh, that wasn't charging my cell phone. It was charging my fleshlight. I'm just uh, like, and it turns out this, guy's, this guy had no idea what a fleshlight was. <laughs> and so he was a little drunk, and when he found out, he could not wrap his head around just he could not understand, like, it's a portable... And his big thing was, how do you clean it? He could not... I, it's a question I've asked myself, to be real honest with you. So he's drunk as hell. And this man has, like, a seven- or eight-year-old daughter. And he's like, well, you can't just throw it into the dishwasher. Like, my daughter's lunch pail's on top. And this is an object that has to be on the bottom, because I have a very particular way of loading the dishwasher. Sex toys on the bottom shelf always. Sex toys on the bottom. It's such a weird rule. <laughs> Why is that such so weird to him? Like, women have had sex toys for like thousands of years. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I Was don't he know. shocked that like I'm, there's something for men? Or he? No, I, I, I don't. I, I think he just kind of thought it was unnecessary. Like, yeah. I don't. I mean, we have we have two built-in sex toys. So, like, do, so do ladies have ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing phalanges right here. And I'd say, I don't think we have to because I've tried using my left and it just doesn't. It, it's not the same. 
Have you tried? I, sometimes I've been forced to because I got to use the mouse with the right hand. And <laughs> <laughs> I know you can change the settings, make it a left-handed mouse. It's just not it's the like same. Huge pain in the ass. It is. It's. Uh, we just opened up another bland beer for. <sighs> it's better than that Guinness. Lining Kugel's anniversary lager, uh, <laughs> brewed in collaboration with Hofbro. I didn't realize that. Uh, Kyle has had this as the buy one, get one free for about a month at his bar. Oh, really? Yeah. He it can't even give it away. <laughs> 150 years of brewing. They're celebrating. There you go. Yeah. It's kind of a amberish lager almost. Wait, who is? Lining Kugel's been over for 150 years? It says... Celebrating 150 years of brewing. I'm. I don't know if that's them or if it's Hofbrau. I would have guessed Hofbrau older and Liney yeah. Kugel's younger. <laughs> I don't know. You you got the Google machine going? Yep. All right. I guess Liney Kugel's been around for 150. It's 1865, 67, 1867. It's not unreasonable. It's not. No. It's just never one of those breweries you hear about, like that survived uh-huh. prohibition, though. Right. I always thought it was, you know, like Schlitz, Miller, mm-hmm. AB. Like, those were, like, pretty much it. We were very close. Hofbrau House was open in 1589. <laughs> <laughs> so I was right about that. What about Line and Google? It was 1867 for them? Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. That, that, I'm, I'm very surprised to hear that, that they were pre-prohibition. Speaking of that, did you guys see that Budweiser's coming out with the pre-prohibition? Yeah, I saw uh, that today. Amber Ale, I guess. Amber yeah. Lager, I don't remember which one it was. I don't understand why. I, I don't, don't either. I mean, I don't think well, it's... it's only coming out in St. Louis. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. I didn't okay. know that. I didn't know that yeah, either. It's just a St. Louis thing. So, I mean, that makes a little more sense, I guess. They're yeah. not doing a national rollout of a, a new product. I think... But they probably do it for the ad. I mean, people will be picking up and talking about it. It's probably more of an advertising thing than they care about actual sales. They, they could go to every bar that carries their product in St. Louis right now and say, hey, grab one keg of yeah. this limited release beer and people are going to buy it. Sure. I just don't understand why. I mean, is it just strictly to get people talking? Oh, wow. Yeah. And Bush has a pre-prohibition. Yeah. And are they going to remove the adjuncts for that? <laughs> And like, like I told Justin, we were talking about this earlier, why not just go back and call it Faust? Because that's what it is. That's their pre-prohibition amber. I don't know. I mean, no. maybe... Because you maybe put then. Faust out there, people don't know it as yeah. a new product, But right? they've put Faust out there recently. You can only get it at, like, a few places. Yeah. It's not super sure. common. I'm saying if you use the same name Faust, which has already been out there... You can't set it up as like a new, new thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right now they can advertise it as that we haven't brewed this beer in 80 years or right. whatever, you know? Yeah. I think it's just an advertising ploy. It could be the exact same recipe, but they're going to call it something different. Sure, sure. I don't even think, like I said, I don't think they care about sales. I think this is a pure marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it really got me thinking about those guys, and I just, I don't get it. You know, why, why go out and buy all of these craft breweries Instead of just making craft beer, why do this pre-prohibition? Because people like us aren't going to go buy Anheuser's craft beer. You think that's what it boils down to? That they just know that the craft beer drinkers aren't going to buy their product? And if that's the yeah. case, then why bother buying craft beer? Because, because people will continue to buy that craft yeah. beer. 
because I think less people don't you know know that this brewery got bought out or that brewery got bought out. Do you think? Yeah. Like, out of the people that are buying a lesion, mm-hmm. how, what percentage of them know that that's an Anheuser Busch brand? Minimal. Oh, I don't think that's oh, true. I, I, and I just don't think they care. That's what uh, I think. Yeah, I think they're. Pro- I, I would say, I, I think it's less than fifty percent. I, I would say forty percent people. Forty percent of the people that buy Elysian know it's owned by Anheuser. I was, was going to go even a twenty-five percent. Even so, I don't. I, no, nobody cares. But like, they I kind of put it in that forty to sixty range. I do too. They work craft. People have already gotten used to drinking their product. They're not going to change. They hate just, Anheuser, if, but if they, the fact is that they just don't care, then why not? put out because it's, it's an IPA. It's a half step you know. down from buying Anheuser. Right? Like, it's not... It's going to them, but it, it's... Do you think that there are people in the world, enough yes. people, a lot of people in the world, that would buy Budweiser IPA if it was a well-made product? If it was a true, you know, 75 or 60 IBU, 6% IPA, no adjuncts, a one of the Best damn IPAs out there. Blind taste, you put it in your top three. Because they've got the technology, the knowledge, the talent to do that. The only way that happens is because of how much uh, market share they already have. How much space behind uh, counter uh, and coolers on draft walls. That's the only reason it gets bought is because they're in 100,000 locations around the country. So if you want... A, an IPA that tastes like Joe or 10 Barrel or uh, 10 Barrel yeah. Joe, excuse me. Why not just make an IPA that tastes like that instead of spending $50 million on another brewery just to sell the same beer that you could be making on your own? It's, it's marketing. That's all it is. They have the money to spend on buying these breweries. and it- Yeah, but this is a cheap company. Since InBev came in and took over, it is a cheap, cheap company. If you believe yeah, so any the, of the reports that, 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 that said... Number- you know, if you if you if your pen runs out of ink, you have to turn in the old pen to get a new one, kind of a thing. You know, who knows if that's true, but that's the kind of stuff that was you know being tossed around when Inbev first took over. It, just, why not just true. make your own? If that's product. true, that means those numbers add up then. And honestly, I think it's you know one of the we talked about this article a long, long time ago. But on on AB's um, money sheet, stat sheet, whatever, uh, what, what we're talking about. Uh, their books, they basically have built into their valuation goodwill. And I think buying these established breweries with established client bases and well-known products adds to that goodwill. Okay. And so I think, I think, it's, I think you get two things. I, get, I think you get an established base I, of new customers that probably aren't drinking your product now. And yeah. you're not going to hemorrhage a lot of those. I think that's one of the biggest things you're looking at is okay. Elysian already has. Bringing in the established clientele, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of You're sense. You're not going to get an Elysian drinker who was an Elysian drinker pre-AB to go and buy a new AB IPA. Okay, but why not release the AB IPA in St. Louis as opposed to releasing, bringing in the Elysian? Well, I mean, now they're making this pre-prohibition lager. Let's see what happens. This is kind of the first time they've done a, like a St. Louis not, exclusive yeah. release for something. Uh, Bud Select was uh, St. Louis exclusive. And it is now. It wasn't. It was nationwide for many Was it? Years. I thought that was strictly yeah. St. Louis. No, no it, was it was a nationwide, nationwide. product for really? a decade probably until is that right? okay. last year I think is when they kind of pulled it out of every market yeah. except St. Louis. This isn't the first time that they've tried these this gimmicky craft though. No, they had the fucking wheat, American wheat or whatever yeah. they did that was garbage. They also did the... Uh, 
the ale that they made. Why can't I? Uh, I'm drawing a blank on the name. Yeah. Uh, Shit, what was that called? Wow, I am drawing a total blank. I know what you're talking about, but I think what they see when they do stuff like that is they think we're going to get a Bud Light drinker to drink one of these things yes. also. And I don't think that's the case it's because the I don't think Bud Light drinkers care. No, I don't try no, I, anything. But it's the same way with Mountain Dew. Every time Mountain Dew rolls out a new flavor, you know, Thunder Mountain Chugalug or, or puts out a... <laughs> Puts out a product Thunder in, Mountain Sugarloaf, <laughs> or puts out a product in conjunction with a video game. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's their that's target audience, and those and people that are buying Call of Duty Forty Two, uh, the coconut stout we, we're making on Wednesday, Thunder Mountain Chugalug. All right. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Oh, what was the? We had a name for this week's show. I thought it was just the Blanche. Oh, from Friday. Was it Friday? I wasn't here on Friday. No. What, Wednesday. Uh, Ryan, our friend Ryan from Bristol, something about bullshit. Uh, he had a really good phrase that he was using, and we all thought it was awesome, and you said that if we don't call the, this week's show. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to have to try and remember that. Yeah. Either way. Thunder Mountain Chuggalug. I love that. Anyway, my, my large point is I think that if you have an established Mountain Dew drinker, they're they're going to buy uh, they're going to buy a soda but if you put out a a new product like this you know with even related to something short term like a video game or a song or whatever they're they're going to buy that product i i agree which brings me back to my question why not put out your own damn ipa no but I, i'm i'm just talking about the the prohibition beer that sure. you know i think you're going to get people who are who are drinking, who are probably going to drink Bud Light, but they might drink Miller Light, or they might drink PBR, they might just drink, like, they don't have a discerning palate. But, oh, hey, fancy new thing, let me try one. I was uh, one of those guys. When I first started drinking, oh, Budweiser's got a new product. That's why I started drinking Bud Ice. That's why I started drinking Bud Dry. Doobie, doobie, doo. No, because they tasted different. Bud Dry was my favorite, man. It actually had some flavor. But, uh, I mean, no, I think what you're saying there just goes along with what I'm saying. If they've... You can't tell me that Elysian has more drinkers than AB does, obviously. <laughs> you know, why not put out your own IPA? It's going to cost you less money. I don't you think can probably do it money. better. And like you said, all of your customers are going to try. Not all, obviously. They put IPA on there. It turns off half of them. AB diehard drinkers don't want that kind of shit. I want my red and my blue. That's all I need. Well, then th that goes against what Mark just said about putting I out the pre-prohibition. I think we have completely different no. thoughts on it. And no. I, I just, I think. Then why are you both ganging up on me? Well, I don't, because you don't have a thought. You're just kind of like riding the fence without like any discernible, uh, like one way or another leaning. I'm asking questions. Uh, you keep asking the same question and we keep answering you. And then you keep asking this. No same one's answered me. We why don't they put out their own IPA? I think it's a combination of, well, I mean, look, why they don't do it now is the fact that they bought companies that make IPAs. Why didn't they do it before? I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to guess the idea behind, like, I'm going to guess their market research said that hardcore Bud drinkers, or where they're hemorrhaging, you know, Bud Light drinkers, where they're hemorrhaging market share weren't going to be brought we back to the fold. We just talked about that today. Budweiser was had a 6% loss. 6.6. Bud or Bud, Bud Light? Budweiser. Bud. Just Bud what? Yeah. yeah. That doesn't surprise me. You know me. why? Because the people that drink Budweiser are getting dying. older and They're dying. They're dying. They're being buried with laminated cars for whiskey, <laughs> laminated cards for whiskey balls. I think balls Anheuser has such a distinct uh, image, right? And them making an IPA or 
you know, a fucking chocolate coconut stout or something like that goes so against what people think AB is. Not AB and Bev, just Anheuser. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of agree with this line. Uh, uh, I and think I think that's probably at why this point, it's been how long since InBev bought AB? I would guess six years or so. Okay. I think we're starting Maybe to see a little more. people care less that InBev owns them now than we did, obviously, six sure. years ago when it was new. People don't think about InBev as a doing anything. Right, right. Know, right? It's just Anheuser. And I think they have this, this image. Ooh. And that's why I think they send that those products out to hey Elysian we need you to make this new blueberry maple bullshit beer from a few weeks ago you know okay then explain bare knuckle stout that was I think that was before InBev bought them it was it was long before and that was when that experimental days they had the American wheat they had the ale whatever that's really bothering me American ale something so why do you think those beers didn't work if you had to guess I think they were a little bit ahead of their time okay and that's, that's certainly a little bit yeah. probably true. That yeah. certainly could be a factor. But but the fact is they wouldn't be ahead of their time now. And I also think that they were made for the masses. The masses at that time. Today people make a stout to taste like a stout who cares if you like it. This is what a stout's supposed to taste like. This is what we like. Everybody is drinking craft beer and they're willing to try anything new. Yes. AB made a stout to compete with Guinness. Okay. Uh only it wasn't on nitro. You know, the bare knuckle, it wasn't a great stout. Sure, it was black and roasty, but it, was it wasn't. watery as shit. And it wasn't a great beer. It would have fit in with tonight's lineup. Yeah. <laughs> but today, when everybody is looking for, you know, new flavors, bold flavors, unique flavors, I don't understand why they wouldn't try and do this shit now. They have the best brewers in the world working for them. They've got more money than God Justin behind them. I, I, present company excluded. <laughs> Why not do it yourself? You don't have to drop fifty million on a brewery, and you can probably do every bit as good, if not better, job. They have. Uh, I, I think I'm it's this is the reason. I, yeah, I'm going to guess this is the reason. They've done enough market research to know that they're they have a core audience, and here's what they like. Sure, and you know what? They obviously have the people behind them. They know what's the right play. Right, and that's what I. Like, I don't. Neither do you. Neither do you. Yeah. I'm just curious. I'm just, you know, thinking aloud. And this, this would mean, I think market research has shown that if, if th- their IPAs are not going to be successful, and I don't know why, and so they're better off spending their money. And once again, I, th- I think when they, when they go out and they buy a brewery, you get their user base. I mean, you get, you get their, and that's what you want more than anything, but you also get some of that goodwill and some of that, and you get these people now, the adopters. We've talked about this more, like the adopters are your key demographic moving forward. They're people who are not going to drink Bud Light all the time. They drink it sometimes, but they're more likely to go out and buy a six-pack of beer for a barbecue, and it's going to be a lesion. It's going to be something that whatever that next tier up from Bud, you know, from Red and Blues are. And I think, I think you don't make an IPA because... Those people aren't going to buy that IPA because it comes from ABI, and you want something that, you know, is is that next tier up? Is is you know is an Elysian is a ten barrel is something in that in that space? We know that AB said they were not going to buy more breweries in the U.S. What they were going to start doing, and they've already started it, is building brew pubs around the country under different names. And I think that's how they get their recipes into places. They're going to sneak them in to markets, you know, on a smaller scale, and I think you end up... But that's not a great... I mean, 
I think Jeff's point is right now, if AB8 wanted to, AB I wanted to, they could put out an IPA. Absolutely. They could be across the country in two weeks. But that's, uh, yeah. They could brew but, it. but not only that, but it would be a good fucking IPA. Probably. I just don't think that, I mean, I don't think that people who don't drink Anheuser products because they drink craft beer are going to be willing to go out and buy a six pack of. Anheuser IPA. Also, okay, I think so, you're yeah, cannibalizing right. the breweries that you've bought at that point, too, because you know you're going to get a five ninety nine six-pack, mm-hmm. right? So now you're just eating away the businesses that you just spent hundreds of millions of dollars on. I'm not saying to do it today. I'm asking why they didn't do it five years ago before they oh, started yeah, buying that, these other breweries. Yeah, but that's... that's, yeah, that's <clears throat> five years ago, I mean, man. If you looked at the landscape of beer versus what it is now, it's, it was so different. Yeah, but the writing was on the wall. They knew. They bought Goose Island five years ago. You know, and then they bought for what for eighty million dollars? No, I think Goose Island was like thirty. Thirty, yeah. 30 million dollars. Like, yeah. Could you imagine what that would sell for today? Yeah. I mean, Ballast Point was a billion, yeah. right? Like thirty-two or thirty-three. Yeah. The other answers. <clears throat> I, I'm saying, if five years ago, thirty million dollars for Goose Island is a ludicrously cheap amount of money. Absolutely. I think they maybe saw craft was going to rise. I don't think anybody could have predicted that we would have, you know, had. A thousand percent growth in breweries in four years, and absolutely, you know. I agree. I agree. But again, before they bought Ten Barrel, Elysian, any of them outside of Goose, let's say in between the time that they bought Goose and and the West Coast breweries, sure. no reason that they could have put could not have put out their own IPA that was every bit as good as Joe Space Dust Apocalypse. No, they were focusing on Shock Top brands. Yeah, <clears throat> which. Yeah, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe they just Shock Top was making fucking stupid amounts of money. I mean, maybe yeah. they just swung and missed it a style. You yeah. know, maybe maybe that was the whole reason. I don't they think just, they did. They that. never had they Shock Top IPA. Yeah, I, I, there was fourteen other. No, kinds but that's of what Shock I'm saying. Top, right? Yeah. yeah, sure. They did the fucking pretzel. I mean, for God's <laughs> sakes. Oh, I forgot about that beer. But maybe you know, maybe they didn't put in an IPA because they were putting. You know, they thought the next trend was going to be these, and they were right for a little bit. But these these weedy. Well, look, I mean, their competition at that point was Blue Moon. They're like, we yeah. have to make a beer to compete with Blue Moon. Sure. Blue Moon had to have been their number one competitor for Bud Light, it would be my guess. Yeah. If you In the craft market. If you were having a craft beer, Blue Moon, this was pre-Miller, I mean, right. buyout, you know, whatever. I and mean, how many generic bars do you walk into where you see Bud, Bud Light, Shock Top, and, and Blue Every Moon? Every fucking you bar. You know, I mean, these are the... No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it was, they were trying to anticipate, you know, they were going a certain direction because they thought people were going to want a certain style. And Do you so think they, the employees, well, they're the, the board of InBev like, and Anheuser, they're all older people, right? They didn't have the foresight to see that I don't buy. younger I, beer drinkers, which is what's they driving They one craft. of the largest marketing I, apparatuses in the entire, like, you know what I mean? They're... I mean, their, their marketing departments are huge. You're telling me, I mean, yeah, you have old people at the top, but what, they don't listen? I mean, they're that stubborn that they don't listen to gobs and gobs of information about trends? I mean... I wouldn't think so, but I'm just trying to think of why they never, you know, I, Jeff's asking why they didn't jump on the bad way. I'm just trying to come up with possible reasons why that never came to fruition. So they bought a lesion I mean, in 2015, trying. two years ago. Mm-hmm. You got to figure, they didn't do that. Hey, you know what we ought to do? Let's go, let's go buy a brewery in Oregon. Elysian looks good. Let's make them an offer. All right. They, did, they spent at least a year, right? Probably. Sure. Prepping yeah. on that? Yeah. Why couldn't they have, why didn't they have spent that time creating, producing, and marketing 
their own IPA. That's the question. But that's true. That, you don't, don't like any of our we're answers. To, no, hang on. <laughs> but, uh, in my mind, no. Heaven my, forbid I try and start a conversation. No, I agree. But in, in my mind, 2015 is much, much different than, than the time frame we're talking about. Two years ago, I think the reason they bought Elysian is, once again, I think they wanted the user base, and because they realized that they couldn't make their own IPA under the ABI brand, they were much better buying a brewery and trying, uh, trying to distribute that because I think you get more customers. I think they thought you get more customers that way. If you're talking over a long enough, uh, you know, if you go back farther than that, I don't know. I don't know why they swung and missed up. Well, how many breweries did they own before Elysian? I have no idea. Ten? Five? At some point, like, there are other answers. you buy a couple, <laughs> and you have to double down on that. Like, this is our, what we're doing now. You can't just buy, like, two breweries and be like, nah, that's going to be it. Off like, the top of my head, I think that the Elysian 10 Barrel were breweries two and three after Goose Island, but I don't know if that's They came up with this sure. idea that they wanted to buy breweries. You have to go through with that. I think, do you want to go to your upper people and be like, yeah, we just spent $100 million on these two breweries, and it's not going to do anything for us? Or do you double down and just keep buying breweries until you have enough to cover all spectrums of styles of beer at that point, which was Wicked Weed was kind of the last straw for them. You know, now they have kind of a brewery in every major field, you know, or style. People that specialize in just about everything now. But in my mind, once again, this is two different questions. I, I I don't know why they didn't make an IPA, but it seems to me that decision was was five or ten years ago, like when they missed out on it. Moving forward from that, when they started buying breweries, I don't think it made sense to make an IPA then because the landscape had changed so much. I understand why they're not doing it today. Yeah, that's what I mean. But that's what I mean, even two two or five years ago. Why they didn't make it ten years ago, that's what I don't understand either. And I'm with you on that. I don't... I don't know why they didn't try a national IPA. The only thing I, I mean, can you think look at of, ten years ago at AB though was not a good time in the company. You know, like I just think there was so yeah. much turmoil and shit going down inside the business that I don't think anybody knew what what to do there. Yeah. You know, it was not. I don't think they had started their decline ten years ago either. At that point, we're just making numbers, though. I mean, whether it be ten years ago, yeah, eight or, years yeah, ago, whatever. you know, yeah. yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna guess. My, I'm gonna guess the reason they never tried. They, they, why they didn't make an IPA in that time frame eight years ago is that they were focusing on other things and missed the trend. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that's why they never really tried an IPA. I think you can have all of the money and all of the people in the world, but it's still possible to miss, miss a trend, I, I, you, know, or the, you know, just like the stock market. Not that IPAs are... Well, I mean, I guess they... I understand them. You know, they, they came out with so many flavors of, of Shock Top. You know, yeah. like I said, the pretzel, the chocolate, marshmallow, God, you know. Pretzel. So yeah. many flavors of Shock Top. Yeah, maybe that's where they thought it was going. That's and what that's, I think. that's fine. But there's still a gap in time between that and the purchase of Elysian and Tenbro. I think IPAs that's are such a small market share also, <laughs> whereas I think wheats were the only thing that may have, they thought, was even worth... Their time, about. sure. Well, I, okay, what's the I, I don't think that IPA is a what's the best small IPA? market Not share. Anymore. That is by far the most popular craft style. Yeah, it is. I'm saying, yeah, but when they were... But what's the best-selling IPA? What's the... Any any idea? Uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Pale Ale. Yeah. Oh, okay. Probably. Bell's Two Hearted. Maybe. Maybe Lagunitas IPA. Yeah. I would, I, it's got to be one of those three, right? New Belgium would be up there. Uh, oh, you know what? But no, I mean, fuck us. We're stupid. It's going to be Sam Adams Rebel. There's no way that any brewery makes anywhere close to the same amount of IPA okay. as Sam Adams All right. does. Yeah, that's probably a good guess. Sam Adams makes probably the same amount of Rebel IPA as. You know, 
Sierra Nevada makes of every beer yeah. total throughout the year. I, I just I'm I'm gonna guess I'm gonna guess it was a weird timing thing where they were putting a lot of, uh, you know I, I think their market research probably told them that they, it was that the palate of the average American drinker was going to lean towards. Like flavorful wheat beers, mm-hmm. much in the same way that you saw that weird trend that continues now with flavored vodka and flavored, sure. um, because so, they're easy to drink and they don't they don't taste like beer. You know, you get shocked up s'mores also, and it tastes like I mean, also, fucking campfire. So you know? here's a guy on Beer Advocate. Now this is in the forums and saying that the the mid year figures from IRI, which is a, a research firm. For off-premise retailers only. Okay. Is this for craft? Yes. Does, the, so does it include or not include Sam Adams? It does. Okay. The top nine IPAs out of the top 30 craft beers in order. This is as of 2014. Sierra Nevada Torpedo, Lagunitas IPA, Sam Adams Rebel, New Belgium Ranger, Red Hook Longhammer, Stone IPA, Harpoon IPA, Two-Hearted, and 60 Minutes. Now, again, this is according to a forum poster on Beer Advocate who says that he got his numbers from uh, this research firm. This sounds like... It seems legit. Minus the harpoon, like, that's a weird one. That's three years old. That's might have changed a little bit, but I don't think much. Rebel, I think, maybe have just came out. (laughs) The next comment is Rebel IPA at number three. Must be because it's everywhere. That beer is absolutely terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I remember they did their big push in St. Louis. They did the red and white cans to go Uh anti-Budweiser. It was a big fucking deal. And uh, they, like, were... Buying Lagunitas handles, you know, they wanted to go in and take as many Lagunitas handles out as possible, and that was a big thing between Tony and uh, what's his name, um, Jim Cook. Uh, Jim Cook, um, you know, the negative stuff that was going on with uh, distributors trying to get Lagunitas out of there and put Sam Adams in place of it. It was a big thing, and it was tough in St. Louis because they're repped by the same distributor. <laughs> It, and honestly, in St. Louis, I think Rebel is... I, I used to see it when it first came out a few three years ago. It was all over the place. I can't tell you the last bar I went to that had it on tap. I can't either, yeah. except for Buffalo Wild Wings. But Kyle, I believe, said like two weeks ago that it's the best-selling IPA in Missouri. What? I don't know how Kyle knows that, but that's what he said. I don't think he's just going to throw that out the, there for no reason. The sentient you know? herpes shrimp with mustaches <laughs> probably told him. <laughs> It's the best-selling IPA. There was an option on the uh, mix of six shelf today was the Rebel, but like yeah. Grapefruit Rebel or something. I don't know. Some variant, which I guess they have three or four different Man, Most Rebels of these now. lists that I'm finding are just the best IPAs, top IPAs, not the top-selling. You know, because your average craft beer drinker doesn't give a fuck about what we're talking yeah. about Yeah, right yeah. Now. yeah, that's exactly right. You know, the nerd in us is all interested in this shit. <laughs> right. I want it ranked and collated right the fuck now. Yeah. I'm surprised that uh, Torpedo is that high. It was number one. Yeah. I guess it's because Sierra Nevada is so large, though. Right. That makes sense. And I, I mean, pale, I guess, isn't really considered an yeah. IPA. It's considered a pale. But even still, not counting pale, I'm surprised that Torpedo is that high. Yeah. That's another beer I just don't see very often. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. it was also was... on the Mexican Stick shelf today. <laughs> 
So yeah. maybe it is That's, everywhere, we're no. just not where I frequent. Yeah, right. maybe. Yeah. Or the type stop, of places stop, we stop, go to. Stop and shave is where beers go to die. Like <laughs> stop and shave. I, is that what I said? Yeah. That's what you said. <laughs> stop and shave. Well, I just came up with a billion dollar idea right there. So <laughs> portable shaving. I don't know. Stop here and shave. Thunder Mountain Chugalug. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a fucking ICP thing. Like, see, oh, I can think of Thunder Mountains, the ride at Six Legs. Is it Disneyland? No, that's. Oh, they have a Thunder Mountain at Disneyland. Do they? It's like the prospect. No, Thunder River. Thunder River. Yeah. Yes, you're right. And Space Mountain. Space Mountain. But they also have Thunder Mountain at Disneyland. Thunder Mountain's like the old time prospector. You're in like minecart roller coaster. No, you're wrong. No, I'm absolutely wrong. <laughs> Did you have a season pass to Disneyland when you were oh, 16 shit. years old? Not Thunder Mounter. <laughs> <laughs> so, so far on your uh, search on. history. Big Thunder, Thunder Mountain, Mountain Railroad. Yep. Did you, did you just hear this fucker? No. Did you, he asked me if I had a season pass to Disney when I was a kid. Have you met Justin? <laughs> <laughs> Do you not listen to him when he speaks? <laughs> Yeah, that was. It he was, grew up a poor black child. I did. <laughs> you were only one of those things. <laughs> child? I was a child. <laughs> no, you, no, you were just a big black man. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I didn't have a fucking season pass to Disney. <laughs> kind of didn't even have a season pass to Six Flags. That's not true. Uh, we, I didn't. Oh, we. Uh, oh. That was like oh. our Who's summer. Who's poor and black now? <laughs> that was our summer vacation for like two years. Yeah. Oh, I, I went to Six Flags usually once a year. Yeah. Whenever we couldn't go like out of town for a vacation, yeah, because you could get season passes for Six Flags pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, basically, for like the price of like a family vacation out of town, you could get the whole family season passes. Sure. So we had those a couple of times. You know, now you can get a season pass cheaper than it costs to just go there for a day. Yeah. My sister with her two little kids, they went there and they got they get season passes every year because she takes them <laughs> one time and yep. it pays for itself yeah, basically. It's, it's crazy. I think Ryan went and got them. For $10 more, you could get a season pass, and it was buy one, get one. <laughs> so, yeah. I think six, is it just hurting for business? I guess. I, I don't know. know. But, it, I mean, they charge you for parking and everything. Yeah. Though, so, mm-hmm. Have you ever been to Six Flags here? No. I, I can't imagine as an adult why you ever would. But a little I fright also, fest. <laughs> I also just hate, I hate roller coasters. Roller coasters. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I love yeah. them. I do, too. I, I hate the initial climb. The, you yeah. know, the whole yeah. heights thing, but yeah. but once it's moving, I love roller coasters. I don't mind the heights on there because you're strapped in. Like when was, when do you hear yeah, the last time you out. heard about a roller coaster shooting off the edge and killing people? It's only like well, once a year. It's the two different people have died on roller coasters at that Six Flags. Yeah, in what the last twenty oh, so, years? I mean, more probably. <laughs> One of them was the stand up roller coaster. Oh, I forgot they had the stand up thing yeah. forever ago. That was before uh, before my time. And then I think some lady was able to weasel out of her seat restraint and stood up on the mine train. You know, when it goes down the hill and enters that tunnel, it's just... Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's just what I heard. I don't know how much any of that's true. The mine train can't still be open, right? That thing was so fucking rickety when I was going on there as a kid. I'm sure it was when you were too. Absolutely. That thing never was new, right? Like, they just moved that from (laughs) Coney Island from, you know, like that late 1800s. (laughs) I've, and even in the late 1800s, they found it and it was used. Yeah. <laughs> it was in a pyramid somewhere. Just, they brought right. it back. Just dismantled <laughs> ships from the Spanish-American War. I went to your chapel, saw your old ships. We now make roller coasters out of them. 
<laughs> Here's a reading from Dune. On the lay. <laughs> uh, we just opened a new beer, by the way. Uh, this is the best one so far. I was just going to say that. I don't even know what we're drinking, but it's... Polner half of Eisen. Okay. So, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, they've all been fine. Right. They've Minus been bl- the blonde Guinness Blonde. The, bl- the Guinness was Blonde bad. was awful. The rest of them have been... We didn't even talk about the Canoe Paddler. It was fine. It's it was a Kolsch-style beer, which is totally acceptable it's as a fine. beer to drink. Yeah. It's, it's the beer to drink if you have herpes stomach cancer. Yeah. It's fine. This it's one might fine. have a little too it's much fine. flavor for, for Kyle. I'm not sure. It's got that banana in there. I don't know if that's okay on the belly or not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really care for Hefeweizens. It's bubblegummy. Ah, man. If I drink a, yeah. a wheat beer, like I want the most banana and bubblegum flavor possible in it. Really? Yeah. Nah, I don't like it. I'm kind of with Justin. I don't like just like... With, we're not ganging up on you. We're just like with flavor. Justin? Yeah. I don't like an American wheat that's... You know, like Boulevard wheat for me. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. No. <laughs> I don't care for them either. It's not a bad beer. It's just not something I like. Yeah. I just don't like wheat beers. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. There's just not, nothing in them. Right. That's... Um, it's like all normal whiskey now that I've had Greg's. <laughs> <laughs> I had something, an article to talk about. So there's an English brewery called Innocent Gun. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. Yeah, Innis, I-N-N-I-S. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know why, but I'm familiar with uh, them. They do uh, Hobgoblin. Yeah, there like, you go. Okay. And yep. uh, that's kind of their biggest yeah. beer that I know of. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, my buddy brought over a four-pack of their rum barrel-aged dark ale. I don't know what style. I think, um, eight, eight, or half, eight or 9% dark ale-aged rum barrels. I'm like, oh, that sounds good. Uh, they just got in a... Or, currently getting in trouble or might be getting in trouble in England for uh, falsifying their barrel aging on their beers. Oh, yeah? Because they take rum barrels or whiskey barrels or whatever they're barrel aged on the label as and break them apart and use them as staves to soak. Really? They're in their beer instead of the beer in the barrels. Huh. And their argument is it's the same thing. We're just using the barrel in a different way. It's not. Why? That's my question. Like, my, uh, my answer would be surface area. There's more surface area with you when you break it up. Yeah, but the outside of the no, uh, the outside I, of the barrel doesn't have any. Because either. you've only got 50 gallons. You tell me they're going to use the exact same 50 gallons and break up the barrel and put it in there? Or are they putting it in 500 barrels? Okay, I see what you're saying. But what's the difference between doing that and putting the beer in a barrel for one day, Sure. pulling it out, and then putting the beer in the barrel for eight months? Sure. Point. Okay. Yeah. No. They're that's both barrel aged, technically. Technically. And, yeah. And I see your point, and that's kind of the point. That's one side or the other says, "No, this is stupid. It's not a barrel. You you broke apart the barrel. The barrel is no longer a barrel at that point, so you can't call it barrel aging." Could would they have the same problem if they called it wood aged? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think just because the word first barrel, of all, first of all, they are always going to have a problem oh, with sure. someone. Yeah. Something. Sure. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> the, the I think barrel denotes like a particular type of aging which is not consistent with what they're doing is the issue i kind of agree i don't care no i don't care but i understand i mean is it more more or less effective well here's i think it's probably easier and safer to do it the way they're doing it but hang on you can break the barrel apart and sterilize it Way easier than. But how are you sterilizing it? Because that's that's what my concern is. Is this outside the outside? Of, I'm I'm reaching back here like that barrel's still there. Is 
filthy. It's disgusting. Yeah. How are they sterilizing that? And also, there's no and protecting there, right? the inside. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, there could be. Yeah, because it's still oak. Oh, so oak. Okay, so you get the okay. What so how you, do you sterilize okay. you, the outside, protect the inside, and not uh, compromise yeah. the integrity of that rum oak? Break that the barrel oak. down and soak it in oak, and now in the oak? outside or soak it in rum. Now the outside's also rummed, yes. if you will. You could, but I, I have no idea how they're doing it. No, I'm just right, thinking right. of ways that you could possibly Man, do it. It would take so much rum to do that. They just have like a 500-gallon right. bucket of rum. Yeah, and then they sell the rum barrel. as barrel-aged too, right? Because it had barrels in it. Well, that's the most <laughs> meta thing ever. Isn't, isn't all rum barrel-aged? Yes. yes. No. Okay. There's clear rum. But it, yeah. no. But yeah. It, Bacardi. Bacardi. In, a, in a clear or in an uncharred barrel. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. I don't know if it is or not. But in an uncharred barrel for a couple of weeks, it's not going to impart color. I think it's, at that point you're just yeah. wasting your time putting it in a barrel. Yeah. If you're not getting because you're not getting any oak there's flavor, no flavor out of it. In it. Yeah. You might as well just put it in a stainless vat. stainless steel. Vat. Yeah, you're probably right then. Uh, I'm sure that somebody puts it in a barrel just to say that it's barrel aged right. for that right. reason, even though it's not getting any flavor or anything. Before they put yellow food dye number five in there. Yeah. To make yeah. It. But that's the then the argument is. Wood aged, I think, is probably a more appropriate label for the beer than barrel. But is it that much different that people need to throw a fucking fit about it? Well, I, first of all, who, I mean, people are always going to throw a fit. Yeah, about right. That, and what the Wikipedia page says that uh, rum is a distillate, a clear liquid that is usually aged in oak barrels. <laughs> okay. okay. Now that's Wikipedia, so take it for what it's worth. I just, they're always like, I don't. Every time I hear one of these stories, I oh, people are upset. Well, I mean, is there like two? Like, yeah, they say people. Like, how many people actually right? complained like, how many about people this? Give a somebody shit about sent seven? A, somebody sent a letter to Parliament answers. and said, "Hey, put your wigs on and tell me why these guys are calling this barrel aging when it's not." And they put their fucking fancy wigs on and they're like, "You're right, <laughs> harumph." <laughs> I can get a harumph out of that guy. Get the governor a harumph. Uh, I, I just, yeah, I don't. And and. My my whole thing is, I, it always comes down to taste for me. If the beer tastes good, like I don't, if you chop it up, it's but like. A, I think like one of the issues with craft and why people might be calling them out is craft yeah. has always been a pretty transparent thing, right? And uh, enough so that like Stone gives the recipes for their beer out to people. Yeah, a lot of breweries put all of the grain and hops, you know, on the bottles. You know, I, I think craft brewing is so always been so open and like, hey, here's what we're doing. This is why we do it. So it feels like As opposed to Anheuser, okay. which hid the fact that they used rice forever, you know, never advertised it until the new yet, fucking commercials. Now the commercials, oh yeah. So weird. Yeah. Was, we were in the car the other day, and they're like, our beer has four ingredients. And then they list off barley, rice, hops, and water. Mm -hmm. And when's my wife, she's like, what about yeast? And I'm like, yes, there's five fucking ingredients in their beer. And, and they use it and as... it's they, the most important one. It uses the four essential ingredients to make beer. Are Barley, we, rice, water, have and we hops. Considered you that just maybe made they're using without the yeast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> maybe, they're, maybe they found a way to make a yeastless beer. We haven't talked about this. That's true. It's That's possible. the new trend. That, look, you can talk about all the brewing. It's just all, like, like nanobots the, that eat the... Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> convert the... <laughs> Like Sugar little, and alcohol. little tiny Optimus Primes running around their beer oh, no. tanks. <laughs> little tiny herpes crabs. With oh, mustaches. yeah, herpes crabs. No Make yeast, it's beer. just herpes Why crabs. are they Mexican? Because you, you put gave them mustaches a Yeah, you used to give sombreros mustaches to them. Yeah, well, that was just for that one conversation. I don't think they were always like that. I think I, only the Mexican no. ones. Oh. Well, he was in Vegas. Yeah, okay, they're probably Mexican. <laughs> that logic checks out. <laughs> yeah. logic, I mean, you can't, you can't say anything against it because you'd sound like an idiot. <laughs> 
Good Boy just walked in. Uh, he's not familiar with what we're doing tonight. So, Good Boy, grab a glass and come drink some very bland beers. We're celebrating Kyle's not drinking anything because of his herpes. ulcerative herpes colitis of the uh, stomach lining. He's got herpes tripe. <laughs> Kyle had an ulcer that's uh, acting up. Herpes so of the tripe. He no longer can drink beer, and he's got to take no, fan, no spicy or fancy food. So uh, we're having the most bland show ever without him. Show's although, actually been although, great. Yeah, yeah although I mean. because he's not here, it is, of course, one of the better ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have plenty of time to listen to this while he's recuperating. Uh, so one, one thing I... One By the story, way, did you bring a blind beer? Sweet. Right. Uh, one story I thought was kind of cool. Um, Gainesville, Florida, uh, University of Florida, was going to have Richard Spencer speak. He's the guy who came up with the oh, phrase... Dick. I know him. Yeah, he's the guy who came up with the phrase alt-right. He's a white nationalist. Like he, He's just a racist piece of shit. Um, uh, this brewery down in right outside of Gainesville, they basically the, the university was going to let this guy speak, and they said, "If you get a ticket to this, rather than use that ticket, come to us. If you give us a ticket, we'll give you free beer." And the object was, we want a completely empty stadium for this white national. I thought it was kind of a cool free uh, beer for the night. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, wow. I think so. How did it work out? Uh, I don't know because I don't think it's happened yet. Oh, okay. And the. the the stadium still gonna, or the the college is still going to let them speak. Yeah. Well, they've they've huh. bought the tickets. They're just choosing not yeah, to yeah, use yeah. them, I guess. Okay, so here's uh, so uh, for every two tickets you bring in, we'll trade you for free alligator brewing draft beer. These tickets and reserved spots will be deposed of, leaving two more empty seats in the Phillips Center. Unfortunately, we can't stop him from bringing his hate to Gainesville, but we can empty the room to his disgusting hate messages go unheard. That's cool. Yeah, I don't. I mean, listen. Wow, I, I, and I've I have never heard of alligator brewing. I have no idea. Tiny, tiny. I mean, that's what. It then says. how in the hell could they afford to give away free beer to what the graduating class of Florida? Oh no, I don't think this is a. I don't think it's a graduation ceremony. Oh, it's just this the guy's just, just there it's to a talk. Guy, he's oh, guys okay. Speaking this makes way more sense Florida, to me now. Yeah. Okay. This is yeah. like a small auditorium. It sounds like it's not like yeah, in their yeah. football stadium or something. Yeah. But still, let's say it holds that's a lot of beer. Let's say it holds a thousand people. I think that's a fairly small auditorium. Yeah, you know what would happen to us if we offered a thousand people in here to drink all night for free? No, that, that, when he read that, it sounded like you brought in two tickets and you got two yeah, beers. Two beers. Yeah, two beers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even still, and you're actually, I think it. I think five hundred beers away, maybe. Yeah, but now I just wonder. I mean, how much you figure it costs to go see him? Let's just say twenty bucks. Yeah. Now you're spending twenty bucks for a beer. Yeah, and now you got to do it just to make the. I kind of like, you know, yeah, and I'm questioning whether this is going to work at all because anyone that's going to pay to go see this guy is probably a piece of shit, also, right? Right. Like, <laughs> who who wants to hear what he's got to say? Yeah. Well, you know, unless they give out, student, he's got some I mean, good unless, points. But unless students, okay, yeah. This, I mean, unless they give out free student tickets, I mean, a lot, yeah, a lot of times, a lot when people came to speak at Xavier, like where I went, like you would get student, you know, there'd be an allocation of student tickets. Yeah. So. Anyway, I just thought it was kind of a like I, I don't know the logistics of it. It's a cool and honestly uh, they're probably thing. you know, yeah. they're probably making up for it in, in advertising, you know. Hey, yeah. you're the brewery that did this. It's a, you know, we're talking about them in St. Louis. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the brewery room's probably bigger than alligator brewing. It I mean, might be. Right. It certainly <laughs> is. No, but I just think it's kind of a cool protest thing that yeah, a brewery's doing. Cool. I mean I think that I like it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know we don't get too political on the show, but we can at least agree that Richard Spencer is a Nazi asshole. So Nazi's a strong word. 
Just joking. <laughs> Kyle? We, Kyle? Can, we can all agree that this was a good week to bring up that story. Though. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Did Goodwood pour the bag later? No. no uh, this is, uh, oh, what the, are we drinking now? Anchor Steam. Oh, Anchor what? Steam anchor beer. Steam what beer? Oh, the Steam beer. Yeah, it's Anchor Brewing, Mark. I haven't had one of these in maybe a God, decade. You can really taste the steam. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is not a very good beer. That was the I point. They're all just so every beer we've had is just fine. <laughs> can I tell you? I don't know that I've had this beer before. I don't know that I've if ever come across it. These beers I are the Eeyore of Winnie the Pooh world, right? Like, it's just the most boring. It's the Eeyore of any world. <laughs> No, because Eeyore at least was like Eeyore's a Eeyore's a dark stout. It's the it's like the Rue. The Rue? Yeah, that's the thing. You, there's a character named Rue. You don't well, even I know, know who Rue, Rue is. Well, he's yeah. he's yeah, but, tiny Kenga. Yeah, yeah okay. but he's loud and I'm not. <laughs> it's way, like saying the Tigger. They're both just loud and no, flamboyant. Rue, no, what? No. Super gay. No, what? You can't I'm, tell me Tigger wasn't gay. I can tell you that. I he can, banged can, Rabbit. Oh, rule 34. <laughs> <laughs> Tigger, please. Uh, if we were going to assign craft beer styles to all the characters from Winnie the Pooh. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not. Eeyore's a dark side. I'm telling you, Rue is an anchor steam beer. Maybe be he's fucking... Indeed, right? pe- what? I said, Pooh's got to be a bragging or a bead, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's the kid's name? Charlie Christopher, Christopher Robin. Robin. Charlie Robin. Chris o- Robin. Old Chucky Robin. <laughs> Chucky Chucky Rob Rob. Chucky Chucky Rob Rob. What's Chucky Robin? We're not doing this. <laughs> a white, yes, we are. Just a white ale. Just a, just a pure white ale. <laughs> He's the uh, Richard Spencer of uh, beers in the... Just you know, Ankerstein was one of the beers that got me into craft, and I, I like you I'm can't even remember choking it now. this down. When did, when did you have it? How old were you? you think twenty one. Yeah, yeah. What were your other options? Nothing, bud. Yeah, <laughs> I, know I, I still remember. I told I've told the story on the air. I know I've told you guys this. It was a little bar on Fifth Street that is still open today. Uh, it's just changed names thirty times. It's the one on the corner uh, by the hospital. Uh yes, Man, it's that, it's not on called? a corner. There's the bank is on the corner, and yeah. then it's like next door to the bank. Uh-huh. I know, I know that bar. Okay, <laughs> it was that bar there. That was the first time I ever had craft beer. It was this and Schlafly Pale Ale, and this was like, oh my god, beer can have so much flavor. This <laughs> is what turned me into craft. This and Schlafly Pale, and now I'm drinking this I'm like, <sighs> I'm it, I haven't had a, a Ranger in. Four years, five, but I, I'm sure I would feel the same way about that. That was my bridge yeah. here. Like I, I just a piney mess of <laughs> things I, w- I don't want to drink anymore. The, this is about as close to Yingling as you can get in St. Louis. Yeah, probably. It's. Man, we're gonna say this. We're that, broken records on this, but fine. it's just fine. That that's the name of this week's show now, right? It's fine. It's, it's fine, fine with like five eyes. No, I, I think fine. that's too exciting. It's just fine. <laughs> We've got one beer left before uh, Blind Beer of the Week. Oh, goody. It's going to be okay. <laughs> if if uh, the rest of the beers have taught us anything, it'll be fine. Fine. <laughs> Kyle, we miss you. Just 
Hoping you're also healing up so we can go back to drinking good things. I had I had a good beer for us tonight, too. I'm, I'm a little upset. You can save it for after the show. <laughs> no, that's true. I was going to, I'll save it for next week, assuming Kyle can drink. Yeah. Well, what so, are we at on time? Do we need to get the blind beer going? We, got uh, we should probably take a quick break and then, uh, yeah, probably come back with the blind beer. Okay. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. All right, we're back. Good boy is uh, here. He's sitting in. Say hi. Hey, what's up, guys? There he is. Okay, can we cut him off for the rest of the night? Yeah, he's done now. Mike's muted. We set his mic up just for that. (laughs) It's over. Um, We've got one more beer here to finish in the bland beer of the night lineup. Uh, It's It's Sam Adams. No, that's Palmer in my hand. Uh, What are we drinking? Sam Adams Cream Stout. I took a drink. I took a smell. And no bullshit. The best Best word I can come up for it is... It's fine. <laughs> it's the best beer of the night, though. It's, yeah. It's I, I, sweet this, and roasty, according to the it label. It did say sweet and roasty on the bottle, and I almost j- didn't buy it because it had flavors on the <laughs> bottle. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is, uh, this is the, my favorite beer of the night, tied with everything that wasn't that first beer. Everything but the Guinness? Everything but the Guinness. This? Oh, man. Yes. I don't like this beer. It's the best beer of the night. I, tied with everything else. It's you know what it it tastes like a fucking extract homebrew stout to me. Yeah, I get that. It's yeah. fucking DME and you're right. But they sprinkled in a little bit of roasted barley for color. It's like a, a partial mash, flavor. like yeah. a, they steeped, you know, three ounces of roasted <laughs> barley in there. <laughs> they dry hopped with the roasted barley. But, 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 but I think that it, they let it drip down a little too far and scorched it a little, <laughs> so it got a little burnt. I was going to say, they, they somehow managed to just scorch it just a little bit. Yep. <laughs> it's not a great beer. How many uh, chopped up, I mean, you get chopped up barrel in this, right? <laughs> yeah. More so on the nose than on the... But the outside. The yeah. outside <laughs> the of outside a chopped up chopped barrel. Up. Unsanitized, unsanitized <laughs> barrel. They also, they also chopped up the rubber bung, I think, in this too, is <laughs> maybe what happened. <laughs> is that number nine or ten? What's that? Is that well, the, the, the size bung? of the bung. Oh. <laughs> there are I other answers. I think it's like 14. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many answers there are, but... <laughs> I wish I knew the material that it was made out of, but I don't, so it's... Polyurethane. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. You get a polyurethane flavor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What are you... What's happening? Oh, I got here? like a hair tickling the inside of my nose. Oh, my God. So... Oh, God. Oh, it hurts. When and I were watching the news... Uh, was it the news? I'm good. That's never happened to you? Come on. Oh, no. We were watching Forensic no, not Files. I started doing cocaine. Uh, last night. Yeah. And... Uh, the episode was from like 1994, and they were interviewing this guy that was like 70 years old. Did they have forensics in 1994? This show has like 400 episodes. It was going since like the early 90s. You're right there. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we're speaking Wait, of did, the nose did, hair. So it came out in like the wake of the OJ trial. Is that why they did it? Um, I think it was kind of more of like it when Unsolved that, Mysteries right? came out. Okay. And you said X Files, right? Forensic, forensic, files. forensic files. files. Okay, sorry. Um, I think there's like 380 something episodes on Netflix, and Jesus. Lynn and I have watched like 200 of them now. But the old man that was on You're there talking about the yeah, we're almost done uh, talking about the murder. He had the longest nose hairs I've ever seen. Like yeah, yeah, he had a mustache, 
but his nose hairs were like longer than the they mustache. Blended into they were his like mustache? coming down over oh, the mustache, God. like o- into his lip area. I'm it was like, like Gimli from Lord of the Rings, I'm where like, his hair just went into his I've beard. Never seen like, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I know you haven't. Yeah. So Maybe yes, either. exactly like that. Yeah, I'm like, exactly and like Lyndon, that. I'm looking at it. I'm like, when's I going to say anything about this? Like, <laughs> are we watching the same show? I'm like, do you not see this guy's nose hair? She's like. I didn't notice. I'm like, how the fuck did you not notice? <laughs> it's like an inch long nose. Like, yeah, a, makes, it's not just one random hair. Like, makes just my got nose going. bother me even more just thinking about that. Your nose hairs are sticking down into your that's not lip, true lip region right here. Yeah, right yeah, there. Ow, ow, ow! If you stuck your bottom teeth up to your top lip, like you could bite your nose hairs right now. It would not be my nose hairs. <laughs> Trim them, bitches. <laughs> Anyway, are we almost done? Are we done with this beer? Yeah, we're done with the beer. All right, good boy. Blind <laughs> beer of the week time. Right. Let's 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 do this. I don't want to make any predictions. He didn't. I, he obviously doesn't sit in very often because he didn't bring the beer over to the table with him yeah. so he could talk about it. Well, while. it's blind. Oh. Yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Here's the thing that always gets me. Good boy. Uh, Always takes our glasses and then goes behind it. Does does he return? Like does he remember whose glasses? Are, I've are always we, wondered that also. Are we just drinking after each other because I figure it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We we share so much of our lives, our saliva, our our herpes, like, bodily it fluids. Yeah, it, but it always just kind of bodily. bothers me that. Arriba, arriba. Oh, I think oh I heard your God, chest. <laughs> That's the poplar voice. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but in this scenario, there are Bellagio fountain full of herpes. <laughs> There's no wonder we have 3,000 downloads on Podbean with content like this. Yeah. On what? Yeah, I know. It's weird. <laughs> I just got a, uh, a good boy was at the house on Friday after we left here and uh, I was talking to him for a minute. He uses another app to get our um, Bean Pod show that I had never heard of before either. And we have followers on there too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What was it called? Oh, he's gone. He'll tell us when he gets back. Um, like, yeah, you thought Podbean was the only way people were listening. I think we have like a million downloads if you go across all of the platforms. Across the platforms, I'd be surprised if it was only a million. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's the other say, what's thing more, called? The, the app was Podcast Addict. But Podcast Addict. The uh, uh, URL that it gave for the show was from podbean.com. So. <laughs> So Podbean is filtering to other Apparently. apps for some people are pulling it's a info big deal, from Justin. Podbean. I actually Podbean didn't know Podbean was Podbean.com. I would have guessed dot net or dot biz. <laughs> <laughs> it's dot like E G Y for Egypt or whatever, you know, like <laughs> dot TV Tuvalu. <laughs> All right, good boy. Uh, All right, let the give bullshit, us a little let the, let the, let the bullshit begin. Little info on this real quick. Uh, this is another one out of the cellar. Um, I don't really know what else to tell you. I mean, you guys aged or this new? It's this. This is probably this oh, is the oldest one that I've brought. Okay. Well, I didn't know. Like, I have new beers in the cellar. Also, I didn't know if he bought something and thought he was going to save it and decided to come and share it with us. Color-wise, right off the bat, looks like a stout. Smells like a stout. Yep. <laughs> Which means it's a blonde ale. That. <laughs> It's a blonde up. Doppelbach by uh, Goose Island that they aged in a barrel for two days. Parts of the barrel. <laughs> just the outside. <laughs> <laughs> they skinned the barrel and just used the outside parts of it. They threw the good parts away. It's like when they, they run 
the scotch over the peat wall. They just have a wall of barrels and they pour the beer down it. <laughs> just picturing like a Willy Wonka style cavern yeah, with like right. the yeah, chocolate yeah. river and then you know it's just a scotch river. And then it just falls under like bobbing bungholes. Just <laughs> maybe they just they got the river of beer, they throw the barrels in there and then like little midgets run on the barrel. <laughs> Just to spin it and get as much surface area as possible. Like a lumberjack competition? Exactly, (laughs) yeah. But for midgets and in beer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Little lumberjack. If you take little smells of this beer, it smells great. But if you take a really big, deep inhale, it gets super menthol. Boozy. uh, Vicks Vapo Rub. I don't get... I get a little bit of the what you're saying. I, I wouldn't call it m- menthol-y, but it's definitely got like a uh, I, I'm with strong you. presence in the nostrils. Yeah, like it's just yeah. kind of hanging out. Stings like, the nostrils. I haven't tasted it, but it smells like it's going to be delicious. It's actually pretty good. Uh, you get a lot of uh, molasses, currants, yeah, um, like dark fruit. I'll get it with raisins and currants. I get a little hint of smoke. No, no, you're, no you're wrong. Yeah, no, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> Is this Pepe Nero again? <laughs> it's the same. It's, just, <laughs> it's the other bottle. It could be a I completely have. different flavor based on that last You've beer. You've just opened up, like, you know he's going to do that at some point, right? Bring he has to. the same beer back-to-back <laughs> weeks just to fuck with us. It would be actually great. I would love to see how our reactions are. All right. right. This that was actually, actually a preemptive strike. I know I don't want him to do that. <clears throat> I think this is actually the first time that I've had this beer that I haven't actually just absolutely hated it and really drain pour it. So, oh, I it's actually think Lord? it's okay. <laughs> no, not Dark Lord. <laughs> do you like this? You like really? this beer now, oh, though. I'm trying to play off of what he's saying there. I, I think it's just okay at this point. Yeah, I don't. It's, I think it's a little too boozy. You bought the perfect beer for tonight. Exactly. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> It's fine. This is good. Is it? There's no coffee, so it's not tweak, and that's kind of when, like, unless the coffee is gone, and this is fucking tweak, because it's like when, when he said that. That's the, no way. Tweak. They they made tweak the first time. What two years ago? Three. Three. Maybe three. Yeah. Sure. That that coffee's not going to die off yeah. that much. I'm just thinking of beers that I hated every year that I've had them. <laughs> yeah, it's been one of them. Man, the the smoky band aidy flavors throwing me off. I really don't get smoke. That's Let's see. I get that band aidy. I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting the band aidy. Maybe that's I, the smoke. Yeah. You get liquid smoke yeah, and okay. band aids. Yeah. All right, all right. But I don't think it's a Roush. It's definitely not a Roush. You no, know, I, I think it's a. I think it's a giant fucking stout. Fifteen percent, fourteen percent, somewhere in that range, I would guess. Fifteen plus. It tastes like it's at least three years old. It's got. That. You said you've had this beer multiple times. Yeah, you guys have to. Worldwide. Oh, that's not a bad guess. Dogfish Head Worldwide. I know it's a big, bad monster stout. I've only had that once, and it was a long time ago. So that, that never even popped up in my head. But now that you say that, that. Definitely fits like that's the it. Profile. He's got to tell. You just guessed the beer. What? You've got to tell. I have a tell. Yeah, you have a tell, and you just gave it away. I think you nailed it. Really? Why? What do you do? 
He does that thing with his eye. <laughs> I'm going 15% Imperial Stout. I don't get any barrel, but that doesn't mean it wasn't. I'm going to go with barrel aged on this one, too. It's not super oaky, but maybe that's part of the smokiness I'm getting is like some charred oak character or something. Mark? I'm going with whatever Jeff says because he nailed this. <laughs> Dogfish Head Worldwide Stout is what my, what my guess is. Uh, I mean, that was throwing it out there, but the, yeah, sure. That's what I'm going with. He's Dogfish Head Worldwide Stout. All right. What you is it? take a guess at the year? Oh, wow. Uh, I told you, you got it. He's got to tell. He's got a so weird twitch. That's why he can't play poker. All right, again. So it was at least three. I'm going to go f- five years on this. 2013. 24, or 2012, I mean. You're saying 2012? I am going to say older. Really? At 15%, Dogfish Head, I believe the worldwide's 15 to 18, depending on the year. That's not super oxidized. I get a lot of that's, oxidation on it. 2008. I'm going to go with an eight. Yeah, I, I, that's funny. I'm going to say eight. 2008. 2008, you think this is not I'm saying world? 2008. Not anymore. His tell, or what is Dogfish Head. It's 2011 Worldwide Stout. Ah, that was close. <laughs> List, it's I got listed, the beer, man. That's you, pretty good. You, yeah. That's, it's <laughs> listed at 18%. That was, I told you, I, like, he's got to tell, and you, you nailed yeah. it. You should... Really Dogfish Head has been one of those breweries where we've had beers from them a lot of times and said, why are these so crazily popular? Yep. And Worldwide is one of those beers. Yep. I really think it's the first time I've had this beer that I haven't and, just Yeah, when you said it. that, like, I was just racking my brain. I'm like, what can I think of? But I, don't, I haven't had Worldwide enough to even have had that in the conversation. Yeah. Hmm. 2011. It's fine. It is. <laughs> it really is. It's... <laughs> It's not. It's not bad. I don't hate it. I would. I would. The theme of tonight. I would drink a glass of this. You are. Yeah. I'd, I would drink a whole. I would order one of these. And I'd sip on it, and yeah. I wouldn't order a second. No. But I wouldn't hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Either. Right, this this is, would also be like twenty dollars for a glass. If it's it, fine. It's fine. Well, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our very fine show. If you see Kyle <laughs> at Shamrocks, don't kiss him. He's got the herps. But feel free to just punch him right in the stomach. Got to get that tuma out. You got to get that baby out of there, too. He went to Vegas. It's, bad things happened. <laughs> he texted me some stories. Did he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll wait till next week to hear this. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for once again listening to The Bruiser, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Brews Room, brought to you by St. Bruce Radio. We hope you've enjoyed this week's show, but who are we kidding? Of course you did. The show's awesome. We'll be back next week. If you want to meet any of us live, you can come to Exit 6 at 5055 Highway N in Cottleville. Shamrocks at 4177 Veterans Memorial Parkway in St. Peter's. Check out one of Mark's trivia shows. The schedule can be found at questionablesuits.com. Call us on Twitter at The Brews Room and on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Brews Room. You can always download any of our podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher or any of the other favorite podcast apps or stream us at stbrews.com slash thebrewsroom. Until next week, keep on drinking those beers. 